Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen. Hello and welcome to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hamahe Mooley Jr. And all I have to say is, After Hours Assemble! <laughs> Joining me on the ones and twos, the local lovable Canuck himself, Zachary Hicken. Yeah, we are assembled. Um, it's actually Sports Beat After Hours again. We haven't done this on a Sunday night. Yeah, it's, it's been a minute. Actual sports beat after hours. Yeah, so this is uh, in case you guys are new to the sports beat after hours podcast. Uh, it's the podcast um, from the minds behind sports beat. Uh, well, two of the three. Yep. We're gonna have the third one joining us soon. He was supposed to come on today, but he lives far away and yep. he has a long commute and he didn't want to be home at three o'clock in the morning. I don't blame him. Um. We're going to have to deal with that, though. Absolutely. You know, I live far away, too, but this is... Uh, there's so much happened this weekend that it's on I our, can't... The sports beat after hours is an obligation because it's on our business cards. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. It's on our <laughs> business cards. This is our show. We are your co-hosts, and we just got to tell you, a lot of things happened this weekend. One of the things happened recently, which is the spoiler ban... On Avengers Endgame is officially lifted. It ended 86 minutes ago as we speak. So this episode, tonight, we are going to spoil the crap out of Avengers Endgame. Because you finally saw it. Because I finally saw it uh, yesterday, or a couple days ago, I guess. Saturday. And we're going to spoil the latest episode, which we just finished watching, of Game of Thrones. There's no spoiler ban there. No spoiler. It's all over Twitter. It's you. It's it's too late. So let me tell you guys, we aren't normal people because we work Saturdays and Sundays. Right. We can't watch like popular TV shows when they're on because we're busy working. Yeah. So part of our job is that we have to navigate Twitter to find sports video updates on scores. Yeah. Um. Sometimes funny videos that get posted Mm -hmm. that are related to sports. For our job. That is literally part of what we do. Yeah. Well, try doing that while navigating uh, the spoiler sea that is um, Game of Thrones <laughs> Sunday night. It's, it's, it's almost like, you know, Drogon. It's like playing Minesweep. <laughs> it's Drogon dodging all these giant boat darts. Yes. From from this, tonight's episode. Yeah. I, Look, see, I was going with, like, a, a, the Minesweep reference, but sure. that's a perfect reference because, <laughs> oh, my gosh, there's only one dragon left. Yeah, and there's only two episodes of Game of Thrones left. So let's get into this right now um, because we don't have a lot of time left. While it's still fresh on the mind, let's talk about the latest episode 
episode four of Game of Thrones last season, season eight. Let's, uh, you know, before we do that, though, let's go ahead and uh, crack open a cold one and pour a little bit out for Rhaegal and Missandei. Oh, rest in pieces. Rest in peace is, yes, exactly. <laughs> um, well, those of you who wanted Missandei to die, you got it. You got your speech. wish. Yeah, and uh, I think that it was a more meaningful death than Absolutely. if she was killed in the crypts uh, during the Battle of Winterfell. Um, you saw it on, well, her final word, Dracarys. Yeah, any last words? Dracarys. That's powerful. Uh, they're going to light this mother up. Yeah. They're going to burn this mother down. And it's not like the teaser trailer that they have at the end of this episode like really told us much. But we just know big things are coming. It was flashes of like, <clears throat> usually the episodes give you a little bit more of what's to come. We already know what's to come. Um, it's a bigger, badder, more bodacious <laughs> battle. Very bodacious battle. Um, than what we saw last week in the Battle of Winterfell. So we're going to just assume that everyone, you guys have seen these things. So we're just going to talk about it. Yeah. Um, not the death that I thought was going to be coming. I literally thought that Tyrion was going to die. Right before he So did. we've talked about this before. I Tyrion's making it till the end because George R. R. Martin said from the beginning when he first started writing these books, these are our five ride or die characters. Right. It's Jon Snow, Daenerys, Sansa, Arya, and Tyrion. Right. But I mean or, sorry, it's not Arya, it's Bran. But I'm saying the part where all the arrows are pointed at um at Tyrion, Cersei's got her hand up. In the air, and all she has to do is just bring them down, and they would just they would lose all their arrows and kill him. I totally thought he was going to die. I mean he he had been saying like he is the biggest theme of this episode is they're struggling with who to follow. Right? Are they going to follow Daenerys or are they going to follow Jon? And caught in between the two is Tyrion. So I thought it would be fitting for Tyrion to just like. I, in fact, that's why I think he walked up to the gate because he's like, if Cersei kills us, it's the end of all our problems, right? And for Tyrion, if he would have died, it would have been the end of all his problems. So one th- reason that I don't think Tyrion is going to die anytime soon is because of something that happens in the books, and it's the prophecy of Maggie the Frog. Um, Maggie the Frog, I think it was at the beginning of a... Um, a feast for crows. Uh, anyway, one of the books, she is a witch that prophesies to Circe when she's a little girl that says, mm-hmm. you will one day be the queen. You will one day have three children. Two of your children will reign as kings over the seven kingdoms. You will also be killed by your younger brother. Her entire life, she has believed that it's Tyrion. Uh-huh. If that prophecy is to fulfill, I mean, Jamie can do it because technically Jamie's He's the younger, younger twin. Yeah. But it's always been understood by Cersei in the books. And this is why she has that underlying hate for Tyrion. Sure. Is that in the books, Tyrion, um, she thinks Tyrion's going to kill her. Mm-hmm. Now, this prophecy was referenced um, at the beginning of one of the seasons, from my understanding. Yeah. I think it was she was the the witch was in there. I don't remember her name, but, but she do doesn't mention her. that Tyrion's supposed to kill her in the show, right? Um, so even though that details left out, like 
it's kind of understood that, you know, if you read the books, like, that's kind of what Tyrion's f- prophecy yeah. fulfilling. And even Jamie, in a way, I think that it's going to end up being Jamie that kills Cersei. That's my Yeah, I think so, too. Um, especially with what we saw this week. Oh, my gosh. So that was a wild thing that happened, too. Uh, everyone that was shipping hard for Brienne and Jamie got their wish. Yeah. They became a couple. Yeah. They Wow, um, what? And then yeah. like and then he like breaks her heart and like leaves. 20 minutes later, yeah, and leaves. Um but the so the interesting thing was as he was leaving, he said my sister is a terrible person and so am I or something. Like, oh, mm-hmm. he said she's a hateful person and so am I. And then he got up and left, broke her heart, left her behind. But he didn't say he was going to go back and like be with her. I think he's going to kill her. I think that's the entire reason why he's getting up to leave is because I, he I hears of the ne- well. the horrible things that are going to happen to the city because Cersei's Cersei doesn't Cersei will call your bluff right mm-hmm. she does not bluff she goes all in no matter what and so he knows that I mean he heard it from Sansa and um, Brienne earlier that. The queen is planning on locking all the people inside her walls so that in order to get to her, she's going to have to uh, – Daenerys is going to have to burn through the people to mm-hmm. get to the queen. And I think Jamie knows that and I think that's why he's riding back is to go and kill Cersei. Right. Hopefully to save the people, but he, I think he's too late. There's no way. People have been traveling really fast in this episode. Yeah. That's and it's what, bothering That was me. actually one thing that was really bothering me is, okay, so in like season one – um, and like in the first part of the books, it mentions that it like takes a month to go from Dragonstone. No, oh, I was going to say King's Landing to Winterfell. Okay. Or maybe it was two months. That's what the book says. Okay. Um, I'm not sure what the show says, but, uh, they were there like three days later. Unbelievable. Now I do understand that they were sailing and she does have a dragon, mm-hmm. but they also had their like whole fleet sunk yeah how do they get there that fast uh maybe you know this because you've read the books and i haven't but how far is dragonstone to quick king's landing is that pretty close it's closer than king's landing is to the north okay because after euron attacks um uh daenerys's ships and all that stuff the next scene after after he kills the dragon is he appears at King's Landing, like right next to to Cersei. And yeah. Like, what the freak? There's no way he could get there that fast. I don't think. But So I, from my understanding, I think, um, I think Dragonstone is down near Storm's End, which is south of King's Landing. I could be wrong, though. Um. I mean, I know it's not as far as the north, obviously. Right, right. Because that's where that's where um, the first Targaryen. That's how he took King's Landing. Right, was like he attacked from Dragonstone. Okay, so it's kind of close. Um, not super, but from I pulled up a map on Reddit. Uh huh. So so it's it's. Still, that's pretty dang fast. It's almost like sev- season seven all over again, where everyone's just jumping from place to place. I get it. You have to you have to hurry up the story. That's also a reason why when you're playing Pokemon 
they give you the bike towards the end because they're like, ah, oh, just get on with they're it. They're just using get, fly. Yeah, they're just using fly and whatever yeah. to get to places. Um, that's what's happening, and I get it. But still, it's kind of far-fetched. In fact, I'm suspecting that start of next episode, John's going to already be – John and Jamie are mm-hmm. already going to be yeah. uh, down south. So is that your biggest nitpick for this episode? Yeah. I mean, that and everyone was getting real sloppy – in 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 uh, Kingsland or in no Winterfell. in uh, Winterfell yeah which is like Winterfell the Starks are the like say what you will about their intelligence or their like ability to read other people and play the Game of Thrones but they are very practical people they're mm-hmm. the ones that always say winter is coming so they're always preparing right so you would think that in their home <clears throat> they're gonna be the only ones that are like whoa dude let's not drink so much let's not get a sloppy because anything could happen right. Everyone was getting real sloppy, and that was kind of uh, annoying. I mean, Sansa wasn't, but everyone else was. Yeah. Freaking uh, freaking Jon Snow was, like, just plastered. Yeah, and there was a Starbucks cup in the scene. and it's Oh, yeah, you Twitter. showed me that. Um, there was a Starbucks cup that showed up in one of the scenes. Someone left it on set. Unbelievable. Yeah, pretty funny. Um, or was it on purpose? Because Bran can't help but drink that delicious Java goodness from Starbucks coffee. Fair enough. We don't know what Bran's issue is. But um, speaking of Jon Snow and Bran, uh, Sansa and Arya found out about Jon Snow's true lineage. Um, It was funny because we were watching it and Bran was just sitting there doing nothing while Jon's trying trying to decide what he wants to do. And I'm like... I literally said, Bran, will you freaking do something, please? Yeah. And then Bran goes, it's your choice. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, geez. Bran. So this set a lot of things in motion. There's some foreshadowing here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sansa does not trust Daenerys. No. So guess who she goes to as soon as she finds out? Oh, my gosh. She goes to Tyrion because she knows she, she can trust Tyrion. Yeah. Well, then Tyrion goes to uh, Viserys and... Now the secret's out that Jon Snow is really named Aegon Targaryen. Like Vis- like Viserion. Is that his name? Viserius? Viser- What's his name? The bald Varys, guy. Varys. Sorry. Varys. Varys. Oh my gosh. I'm sorry. No, you're good. I, I know what you meant. Varys. <clears throat> um, dude, like Varys and Tyrion in the last exchange that they had, it's basically like Varys is like, dude, this girl's crazy. We need to figure out someone else. And Tyrion's like, stop talking because that's treason. And then they kind of like went their separate ways. I have a feeling that they're both like, crap, but now I got to kill this guy. Yeah. Well, really like. what we're seeing now is what we saw earlier in um, the story is that a lot of the um, playing for the Game of Thrones goes on behind the scenes. Right. It's a lot of politicking behind the yep. scenes with the, the chaos the hands, close to the yeah. king and, and the hands and – Varys was involved with that before, as was Tyrion with, yeah. um, with his nephews. Yeah. Um, Varys was involved with it right from the beginning with Littlefinger and Ned mm-hmm. Stark. Um, yeah, it, there's going to be some politicking that's going on kind of behind the scenes that I think they're going to try and elevate Jon Snow to become the next king. Yeah. he is the rightful king. And they say, like, several times in the episode, it, it even got to a point where they're like, okay, guys, like, that's enough. They always were saying, 
John is the rightful heir, and then someone would be like, he doesn't even want the throne. He doesn't yeah. even want the throne. He doesn't want the throne. Yeah. Like, we get we get it. But after every time they so- that someone says he doesn't want the throne, everyone else says, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And, yeah, it probably is true. I, it probably is uh, not a good sign for John. I think uh, that puts him in a lot of danger. Because mm-hmm. I get it. They love each other, but, like... So much is happening. She's to Daenerys. She, her greed is going to overpower her love for John, and we're already seeing that with the way that she threatened him, Daenerys. We're talking about, yeah. Um, when he, when it was even brought up that his true lineage. Well, I think now that like sure it was like greed then, <clears throat> but it was also like now it's also just probably blind rage. Because mm-hmm. I mean, she lost two dragons. Total. Well, she also didn't like the way that people were treating John after the Battle of Winterfell and the celebrations. Right. Where they're like, who mounts a king or who mounts a dragon? Either a madman or, or a king. Yeah. And she's just looking at him seething. Yeah. It's and, and now that like Miss Sandy's dead and um half her soldiers are dead, like it's not – she's probably she like, pissed. She had like 25 sh- soldiers with her when she t- stood ground. Oh, yeah. Maybe That's a 50. boss move. So it was like five – two columns, like five by five. It's so like 50 people. It was like you could clearly see Tyrion in the crowd. Like that's how little the amount of people were yeah. there. Yeah. Um, and and uh, Lord Varys is like one of the 25 people. So like <laughs> – man, I don't know. Okay. So Amelia Clark is like, oh, this is going to be a bigger, batter battle than the uh battle of winterfell the last how yeah like there's, there's only 25 soldiers and you on only have side. one dragon yeah it, it kind of it was kind of crazy like it put to bed everyone was talking about how like oh john's gonna mount uh Rhaegal and him and her, daenerys are gonna have to fight each other well that's not gonna happen anymore because the dragon's dead mm-hmm. but that also means that Less firepower to take the Iron Throne from Cersei. Like, she's freaking... They're in the Red Keep. She's got the Golden Company. There's. I don't know if there's a way that they can win. I mean, the only thing that I could see maybe happening is... That would surprise us would be if Rhaegal was really dead. Because Euron was asked after he shot down the dragon, are you sure it was dead? He said, I saw it sink beneath the waves. Yeah. Um, but we've also seen another dre- dead dragon sink beneath water before and right. it came back out and so and what we saw in the teaser trailer next was people turning their eye towards the sky almost as if they were looking for a dragon so maybe he's not really dead yeah, i don't know maybe. it's a possibility <clears throat> but you know what with the way this show's going i probably wouldn't bet any money on it because i probably couldn't predict that no also another betting guy freaking braun yeah, that interchange was very tense, where he had the the crossbow pointed at Tyrion and at Jamie. That was the point that I thought Tyrion may die in the episode. Oh, really? That yeah. was the one for you? Yeah, I I thought that there was some serious danger there because what we've seen with Bronn the entire series is that he is willing to take whatever is the best offer for him. He's a sellsword, and you know I was I didn't know what they could offer that was better than. Uh, River Run. Yeah, except when Tyrion said Highgarden, which is yeah. wild. Yeah. I think, I really think Tyrion has no idea. He's just, 
that's just what Tyrion does best. When his back's against the wall and he's going to die, he somehow pulls a rabbit out of the hat and, like, comes out with something. And well, that all was the Tyrells thing. are dead, so. Well, right. Yeah. And, and he knows that. But that's, like, the one place that's better than a castle is a cl- castle in Highgarden, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but the thing, I think you're right. You're on to something. Like, I could, I was, I thought Tyrion was in danger when Bronn was like, I only need one Lannister brother to be alive to, like, bet on both sides, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, so I thought that was super interesting. Do you th- – so he's – right now he's kind of hedging his bets against both sides, right? Right. He doesn't kill the, the – land. Uh, he doesn't kill Jaime and T- Tyrion, which gives him some clout for when Daenerys becomes queen. Right. He'll be like, look, I spared you guys' lives. Give me Highgarden. But also he got enough done to let Cersei know that, you know, he could – He's keeping up his end of the bargain. Mm-hmm. The only exception to that is if freaking Jamie kills Cersei. <clears throat> right. So that'll be crazy if that happens. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm looking forward to next week's episode and finally seeing some more confrontation, especially for what is essentially going to be um, the rights to the Iron Throne. Yep. It's going to be setting up. And that's the thing with Game of Thrones is um, – all of the uh, penultimate episodes are where the big things happen. Sure, absolutely. So, um, I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I think the the last book is supposed to be called "The Dream of Spring" when George R. R. Martin eventually <laughs> gets around writing to it. writing it. Um, and so, I wouldn't be surprised if that's the name of the final episode. And that'd be cool. It's just establishing the Seven Kingdoms, uniting them once again with. Whoever ends up on the Iron Throne, which at this point I don't have a reason yeah. who's gonna who it's gonna be. Who knows? And you know what? I I don't know. I think this I think episode Gendry's was... a guy we can cross off the list though. By the way, let's pour one out for Gendry. He because dumped. he got freaking burnt. Yeah. <laughs> like like not the just friend zone. Yeah. Botch proposal. Um she straight up leaves him. Yeah. She the only thing she didn't say was, it's not me, it's you, it's not you, it's me. Like, that's the, if she would have said that, it's like, that's the trifecta. She totally burned this dude. Yeah. So we'll pour one out for Gendry while we wrap up this before we move on to our next subject. So, Gendry, this one's for you. Here you go, buddy. Ugh. All right. Game of Thrones next week. A show that's not coming up is a follow-up to The Avengers. Because the last one, well, actually, there is already came out. Well, Spider-Man: Far From Home takes place after Avengers: Endgame. It's coming out in a couple months. I don't know if it's June or July. I think it's July. Yeah, I'm it's, sure it's the same time that Donovan Mitchell's shoes are being released. I think it's. July oh 5th. my gosh! Yeah, that's gonna be sick. Which uh, have you watched the uh, the trailer of Far From Home? Yes. After seeing Avengers: Endgame, no. Okay. Agri- okay. This Sh- is gonna. Should we watch it? Well, let's talk about it. Okay. I'm, I'll just tell you. Okay. Um, so Tony Stark was uh, Spider-Man, Peter Parker's mentor. Right. He doesn't appear in the trailer. Do you know who does? Happy. Who hasn't really been in any Marvel yeah, universe really. stuff since like Iron Man since 3. The Iron and Man's. then he shows right. up in Avengers Endgame. Well, he makes an appearance in the Spider-Man Far From Home trailer. Also, there's still, like, a lot of destruction going on in the world. Right. Which I didn't understand why. It makes sense now. Um, 
<clears throat> yeah, there's a lot of pieces that uh, didn't really make sense before the so, trailer. Uh, so what? Sorry. So what destruction are you talking about post Endgame? So after um, after Endgame or after Infinity War, half the population disappears. Right. Things were destined to fail. There's upkeep that's not happening, sure. maintenance. So I think London Bridge, I don't know. I've never been to London. Me neither. Um, but I think it was London Bridge was like just in kind of disrepair and disarray and stuff like that. And, okay. Um, we even saw like five years after an end game. Right. Like San Francisco. City Field dump. was in shambles. Yeah. Like, I mean, San Francisco is a dump, but like <laughs> it still was a dump. That's a, that's a spicy take. Anyways. It, dude, it is a dump. There's literally... Did you read that article that was going circulating online like two weeks ago? No. Where there is so much human feces in the oh, streets of San no Francisco way. that they don't know what to do with it. Wow. There are so many homeless people that are just That's taking true. literal dumps That's in true. San Francisco. Like Hayden Ashby. Because I really like San Francisco. That's one of my favorite cities to go to. Really? Do you not like it? Only parts of it and only parts of like the other side of the bay. Like, okay. But I like, could pass on the East yeah, Bay. Yeah. You, you have a brother that – is playing football down in the Bay Area. So you go out there every once in a while. Yeah. The area around Union Square is pretty nice. Yeah. But it's a good tourist destination with everything that they have there from Alcatraz to the Golden Gate yeah. Bridge. There's good food there, like, and a good variety of food, too. Yeah, absolutely. Um, like, good pizza, uh, good local spots, and then Chinatown is, like, the bomb. Yeah. And then on any given day, there's some sports event going on, you know, whether it's baseball there's, you know, both sides of the bay have baseball teams. Um, yeah, football, both side. Well, I guess not after this year. Oakland won't have a football team. Yeah, and I guess um, the 49ers are like, what, 45 minutes away? Yeah, that's true. But then you got like the Sharks. And you got, but like, here's the thing. MLS, the Giants but... and the uh, Warriors are literally going to be right next door to each other. Yeah, With that's that crazy. new arena that's opening up. So it's going to be pretty cool. Um, and yeah, the sharks are still in the Bay Area, and they're still alive. Yeah, they're which still is pretty cool. Um, but anyway, let's go back to Avengers Endgame okay. instead of talking Anyways, about tourist sorry. destinations. <laughs> um, so the so the city is a mess. Um, you were talking about that trade, like so I've seen the trailer, but I haven't seen it after I've seen Endgame. So. Okay, so you, if you guys haven't gone through, listeners, go back and rewatch it after seeing Avengers Endgame. And then Emma, I'm sense. inviting you to do the same thing. I will. There's a lot of pieces that make sense. And it. Um, I've consumed a lot of content. So <laughs> I this last week, I can't speak to everything I've seen. Okay. Because um, I have uh, just absolute patches in my memory from – I binge-watched Cobra Kai, started oh, yeah. ki- Killing Eve. We're caught up on Barry. Yeah, like, we're caught up on Barry. So there's just been a lot of stuff. It's been – work slowed down, so it's been a very eventful week of just watching – just TV. shows stuff we like, but let's go back to Avengers Endgame. Let's okay. start from the beginning. Um, so the show, the very beginning, the very beginning, um, with Iron Man, it starts out with yeah, Tony Stark, uh, floating through space, um, with Nebula, thinking that he's gonna die. Kind of some foreshadowing going mm-hmm. on. He's recording a message. He looks really skinny. Yeah. But it's only been 21 days. So, well, that's the thing is they don't have any food. <laughs> that's true. Well, they, like, yeah, that's true. Like when you have no food, you waste away fast. Because um, his body's literally like consuming his muscle, his fat, everything. Yeah. I also thought that wasn't great special effects. Right. That was like, uh, it, was a, it was a step above 
Steve Rogers <laughs> it's, in like the first cast. It was like an orange movie. on a toothpick. Yeah. His head was enormous. Yeah, and his it, body was tiny. Like they needed to like <laughs> kind of like maybe give him like some sunken facial yeah. features or something. Because his face was still like pretty much normal. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so some foreshadowing there. Um, and he gets down to Earth. Captain Marvel shows up, which is kind of what we expected. I haven't seen Captain Marvel yet, but we knew that she would have to tie in somehow. Yeah. Um, And then she she just disappears. She's kind of the MacGuffin, if you've you've ever heard that term, where it's a thing that they invent to, like, get out of plot holes. Yeah. Um, In a sense, that's what Captain Marvel was, because when Tony Stark was dying up in space, I'm like, yeah, he can't die here, because it's the Mm -hmm. beginning of the movie. Someone's going to have to save him. It's probably going to be Captain Marvel. Right. And well, speaking happened. of dying at the beginning of the movie. Oh, yeah. Thanos. Thanos. Speaking of big heads. Yeah. <laughs> freaking Thanos. I, honestly, when that happened at the beginning of the movie and Thor killed Thanos, yeah. I go, where the crap are they going from here? Yeah. I said some other words because I was very confused. Mm-hmm. Um, Thanos gets killed in the first 15 minutes of the movie out of kind of a fit of rage from Thor yeah. because he... Uh, destroyed the Infinity Stones, and there's no way that he could undo what they, the whole what snappy dappy do. Yeah. <laughs> so then, all of a sudden, five years later is where they're at. <laughs> five years, and it's just like, what on earth just happened? Yeah, I I was also the same. Where it kind of just ended. Where I, at first I thought this was a joke. A lot of the I think of a lot of meme me type things and like funny gags and stuff like that. And when Thor cut off Thanos' head, and there was, like, a lull, and then it went to black. I totally expected the credits to start rolling, and I was going to laugh. Yeah. Like, super duper hard. Yeah. Um, but when it goes five years later, I was like, what? Weird. Yeah. Why? Like, why does it take so long? Mm-hmm. You know? So that's, I don't know. It's, it's a weird choice, but whatever. So what we see from there is the remaining Avengers are trying to pick up the world around them that's kind of falling apart. For Captain Marvel, it's the universe. Um, uh, Black Widow is kind of like the de facto leader. Yeah, she's kind of Nick Fury's character. Yeah, except... she's kind of like what's keeping them together. Steve Rogers is like leading like basically like Alcoholics Anonymous meetings. <laughs> He's to, like, like doing lost like loved ones. Social support, you know. Yeah. Like, yeah. Which I, I thought was kind of fitting and we'll get to that later with what he lost in his life and what he had to sacrifice because he was a hero. It's because he's the nicest Avenger. Mm -hmm. Out of all the Avengers, like, he's the one that you, like, would want you to comfort. But, like, yeah, like, Falcon is, or, sorry, not Falcon, War Machine is, like, hunting um, uh, Hawkeye in Mexico. Right. Which, the Hawkeye thing at the beginning of the movie actually, like, broke me because, holy crap, like, he's playing catch with his daughter. She disappears. He doesn't have a clue of what's going on because he's completely isolated. He's on house arrest. You know what's insane is you don't know this quite yet because your son isn't old enough to, like, leave. Mm -hmm. My son disappeared one time when we were at my mom's house. And he was gone for, like, ten minutes. And I was, after minute. Three, when I had no idea where he was, I was panicked, like full-blown panic. Like I was running around outside my house, running up and down like the neighborhood. Couldn't find him. I called all my siblings. They were running up and down the neighborhood. My brother-in-law was like, I'll drive around. And so he was driving around. Turns out my mom took him to the store. Like she went to the the store and took him with her 
but didn't forgot to talk like to tell us, yeah. you know? And so when Hawkeye's family disappeared and he's like running up and down on the farm looking for them, I felt that. Dude. Yeah. I was like, I know exactly what so, he feels like. So yeah, obviously my son isn't quite mobile yet. He has started scooching, but he doesn't have the crawling yeah. thing down. Can't get out. But um, funny story about this. When my sister was five, uh, the family that lived across the street from us also had a five-year-old boy and they had a crush on each other. Well, they decided one Sunday afternoon that they were going to run away together. Huh? So they left a note saying that they were running away together to go get married. Okay. They had been gone for like a half hour by the time that oh, we found wow. this note. Because like back in those days, you would just play outside all day. Like, right. We didn't. Yeah, like we would just play outside all day. So oh, that's crazy. They were gone. Yeah. And we were looking for like three hours. They had called the police. Like our families oh, had called the gosh. police. Um. There was like. Yeah, it, we were freaking out. Um, it turns out they were hiding underneath my sister's bed <laughs> because they didn't want to be found because they knew that they were in trouble. So, yeah, they had left and then they came back because they realized, like, they couldn't go anywhere. And when they heard that people were, like, freaking out, they thought that they'd be in trouble. So they hid underneath my sister's bed oh my for, like, three and a half hours. <laughs> Those poor kids, yeah. and also those poor parents. Like that, oh, the whole situation is just. My insane. parents were traumatized. Like yeah. it, looking back on it, like it's funny, but in the moment, it wasn't. It yeah. was. It was really scary. Um, now, but, now imagine that they disappear, and then you never find them. Yeah. Like now, understanding, I am not Hawkeye. Like I do not have sharpshooting skills or sure sword you do. skills. I see you shoot on the basketball hoop <laughs> in an office all the time, dude. Like. I could see how he snaps and it's just like, there's nothing when your family leaves, like to go out of town or something or like goes somewhere for like a few hours. What is the first thing you think of doing when, when they leave for me? I'm like, I don't have no idea what I'm going to do. Yeah. If no one's around Hawkeye was the same thing, but he's like, man, I might as well kill gangsters and kill bad guys. Yeah. And so he goes on that tear. But, uh, yeah, dude, that part of that, to start the movie off with that, like, kind of heart attack that it gave me, it was special for sure. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so the Avengers so, are still trying to get their shiz together. Yeah. They're still trying to figure out what yeah, happened. Yeah, so uh, War Machine's trying to find Hawkeye. Um, Captain Marvel's out doing her thing in the universe. Steve Rogers is, like, leading discussions. Like, um, was it Rocket and Nebula were, like, kind of... Uh, also doing like galaxy duty. Yeah. They're kind of just, I mean, I, from what I understand, they're all kind of just looking out for the planet, like trying to figure out what to do yeah. next. So the ultimate, like the ultimate evil happened. So now you're going to go out and guard against the ultimate evil. Like, right. That's what they're doing. It's yeah. like a weird place. So yeah, everyone's kind of gone their separate ways, but they're still staying in contact. And, um, it's at this point that, uh, Ant-Man, after Ant-Man and the Wasp, he was in the quantum realm and disappeared. Yeah. So if anyone hasn't seen Ant-Man and the Wasp, you'd probably be super duper confused. Mm -hmm. I watched this movie with my wife. My wife has seen maybe less than a third of the Marvel movies that came out. She had no idea who these characters were. Mm -hmm. And this guy busts out of a, a van and she's like, what the heck just happened? Like I had to break it down to her real quick, but I also forgot that he was stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah. And well, and it was a nice way to tie together his story into everything else because there are so many loose ends that were 
kind of hanging out there. And Ant-Man was the last one that was still out there after Infinity War because while Infinity War was going on, he was under house arrest and he got stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah. So I I didn't put this together till after I watched the show, but that's super important because that's the entire reason why we figure out how to go back in time. And quantum realm stuff, I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. And I it's kind of a problem for me. But he so this let me see if this is what you gathered, right? Okay. Scott reappears. Because he was in the quantum realm, some rat pushes a button and shoots him back into the right. real world. For him, five hours had passed when really five years had gone by or yes. more. When he realizes this, that's when he realizes that he could travel back in time somehow because time is like different in the quantum realm. Yes. So he, well, he under already understood kind of what the laws and rules of the quantum realm were because he had been around. Hank Pym so much. Sure. Um, and Hank Pym's study of the quantum realm when his wife disappeared into it. Right. Led to them knowing that, hey, the laws of physics don't really apply here. Okay. It was Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. Who figured out who how to pinpoint. Yeah. Right. How to figure out how to pinpoint. Um, as far as I understand, like, Ant-Man basically just thought that the laws of physics and, like, the law of time and relativity and stuff like that is just different. Okay. But they just they figure out a way to okay. So make this time travel work. So this is I've heard a lot of people had a problem with that because it doesn't really like they don't know how when you make a story right. There's a certain set of rules that the story has to abide by mm-hmm. in order for it to make sense. Whether it's a magical story, a sci-fi story, or like a drama, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of people have been having problem like thinking about like oh they could go back in time this entire time and no one thought about it, right? Um. Or some people are like, yeah, it's really convenient that they figured out they can go back in time. But um, I remember watching Interstellar. Do you remember? Watching, yeah. Did you watch Interstellar? Yeah. And there's this premise where basically these guys go to this planet. And in the planet, they had been there for like seven hours. When they get back to the spaceship where people are waiting, it had been like 20 years. Right. Or something like that. Well, so the... Okay, so I actually understand. You see where I'm going. Right? I understand Interstellar, actually. Okay, but um, well, so the only I'd say this only like we don't have to get into Interstellar. Yeah. But I only say this because for me that means something like the quantum realm works similarly, where time passes slower or faster or whatever. And the only problem with them figuring out how to go back in time was they didn't know how to aim. Right. Mm-hmm. They knew that they can go back. Or they could slow down time, but they didn't know how to aim themselves there. And that's what Tony did, right? Tony mm-hmm. figured out how to aim him there. Yes. Okay. That makes sense. I yes. get it. So I think the other problem that the people had was that the typical rules of time travel movies oh, yeah. don't apply when you time travel in the quantum realm. They even bring it up, which is really like, hilarious. You can't change your future. Is basically what they're saying. So they couldn't go back to 2014 and kill Thanos right. and undo everything that he did. Basically what you do, like your timeline's set, because when you go back and change time, it doesn't change your future. It changes, it creates separate universes. It's it's a loop, right, is what you're, like, because um, from what I understand, I think this is where you're going. Like people see time as like a linear thing. Yes. So if you cut off the flow 
upstream, it'll affect downstream stuff. But yeah, that's not the case. It's not the case. Exactly. Right. It's actually more of a loop. And they kind of explain that in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so but they, people didn't understand that. And so they came away confused yeah. with a lot of the things. So, so my wife actually brought this up. Oh, sorry, real quick. She was like, how do they get the stones? Are they trying to keep the stones away from Thanos by going back in time? And I told her that they're not trying to keep Thanos from getting the stones. They're just trying to use them before he uses them. Like they go back in time to grab the stones, not necessarily to take it away from Thanos because that already happens. Mm -hmm. They're going back in time to get the stones because they're gathered and they can use them. Yes. Yeah. That's what it is. And so that did create, yeah, some confusion, but honestly, like you don't need to get into all the like science of it, all the science and everything. Like just go in and have fun with it. That's true. It's just nerds like us that like kind of obsess over the storytelling parts of the story. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really great, really great movie. I really liked how they put it all together. Um, I like how, you know, when they were like, we got to go back and get the stones. Mm-hmm. They kind of deduced like, oh, if we go to the right time, three of the stones are in New York. Yeah. So we only have to make one trip. Like, so that was really cool. What I actually thought was really cool was um, I didn't expect them to go back and have like all the same like go back and revisit like previous movies. Yeah. Which I think they went back and revisited um well, Thor Dark World was awful. But two <laughs> yeah. of the three movies that they went to were like my two favorite um out of like the whole Infinity saga, like the original Avengers and I okay. love Guardians of the Galaxy. Like Yeah, great. And movie. going back to like that first scene in Guardians of the Galaxy with Peter Quill dancing like <laughs> that was awesome. Uh by the way, I I told my wife while we were watching this movie because we forgot about that scene in mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. That's totally something like my son would do is like if he's like hanging out by himself. If there's little critters running around, he'll kick them. Yeah. <laughs> Just like uh, – so it was kind of cool to see that happen. Um, so Guardians of the Galaxy is your favorite. Original Avengers is your favorite. Mm-hmm. Was that the one where they go into the elevator or is that Captain America? I think it was Captain America. Okay. I was stoked about that scene because yeah. I remember there was a – awesome fight scene in that elevator. Right. And I thought it was going to happen again, but it didn't because Cap is like freaking smart. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, he's like, trust me, hail Hydra. And then he doesn't fight at all. And it's amazing. It's so smart. No, it was, uh, it was cool. I like that they were able to kind of change things around. Loki got away. So Loki's going to be, Oh yeah. In the future at some point, I believe, or there's going to be a, because he has the box too, because he has the test rack in 2012. Yeah. So I'm interested uh, to see what's going to happen there. We know for a fact that there's going to be another Guardians of the Galaxy coming out. We'll get to that. Okay. Let, let's just keep going linear, okay. linearly. Well, I'm just saying that, like, Gamora is not the same Gamora, which is interesting because she doesn't love Quill as much as the old Gamora But I think that Gamora is gone. The, no, the old one. Yeah, yeah. The, I think she went back to her original time. Oh, really? Yeah. She went back home to her time? I, I think so. So there's no Gamora then? No. Oh, that sucks. But let's like just her. keep going linearly through the movie. Okay. Um, uh, I I enjoyed the uh, Captain America versus Captain America fight scene. Very nice. Um, great dialogue. Like, Captain America from 2012 thinks it's Loki. Right. Um, it was just, it was good. I also really liked, how, how did you feel about Fat Thor? I loved Fat Thor. Okay. He's probably my favorite Thor. There are a lot of Thor. people that are divided between Fat <laughs> Thor and Fit Thor. 
Well, I get why you like Fifth Thor. Okay, but people thought that it wasn't cool that um, they were making fat jokes at his at his expense. Why? <laughs> That's the dumbest. He made himself fat. Yeah. It's not like a glandular thing or right. like he couldn't help it. No, he was chugging beers for five years. And now he looks like playing the dude Fortnite. from the Big Lebowski. And now he looks like the dude. Like, that was the funniest joke. Um, I also liked... Um, oh, crap. I forgot what I was going to say with my train of thought. So we can just forget it. Was we'll it the rock around. guy playing Fortnite? Oh, dude, the rock guy mentioned was hilarious. That earlier. Yeah, the rock guy was hilarious. I missed him. I'm glad he was on the show. Um, I can't believe people don't like Fat Thor. He's probably the best Thor. The, oh, Super that's what I was going to say. The, the, inter- the interchange between Fat Thor and um, Star-Lord is probably one of the best comedic chemistry elements that have happened. Well, in the we're going to get to so that. Far. Okay. We're jumping around too much. We're, oh, we're using pin particles too much. Right. Um, so spoiler alert, they end up getting all six infinity stones. Okay. Um, with their sacrifices made. Sure. How did you feel about black widow dying, dying? I didn't think she was going to die. I thought it was going to be Hawkeye. I thought it was going to be Hawkeye too. Cause he was like, so dark mm-hmm. and brooding. I felt that he had crossed a point of no return with what he had been doing. Right. While it was kind of like a Robin Hood-esque thing, like um, kind of like, you know, being the dark guy. Yeah. To get rid of the real bad guys. Um, I thought that he had crossed a point where he wouldn't be able to face his family because of how far he had yeah. crossed. Even over. if he got them back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was thinking, too. Um, but the fact that uh, Black Widow, like, not tricked him, but, you know, they they were fighting to kill themselves. Isn't that funny? Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were fighting each other because they wanted to kill themselves for the Soul Stone. And um, with her dying, I was shocked. But now that I think about it, it's fitting because she was all alone. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, well, and her whole purpose at this point was just bringing people back. And she did her part. And she got the Soul Stone. Yeah. Amazing. Great, great part of the plot, by the way. Yeah. I really enjoy in stories when I can enjoy it, not have to think so much about like where the story is headed, but I'm still surprised. Mm -hmm. I think that's the thing with like, we're producers and we think of stories and always are thinking about ways to tell the story. You know, we end up kind of predicting what's going to happen or we're like, yeah, we can see the foreshadowing or whatever. Mm -hmm. That was a genuine shock for me. Um, so that happens in 2014 where she gets the soul stone. Also in 2014, Nebula and was it War Machine go back to, oh yeah, uh, get the, they go to get the the power power stone, stone. um, from whatever the heck the name of the planet is. Uh, but what starts happening is Nebula starts short circuiting because there's two Nebulas that are sharing like a mental connection. And so- Thanos then finds out about what's going on. Dude, by the way, that is such a – it's like a it was clear – it, it was a cliche, but yeah. it was a clear Star Wars ripoff, right? The whole like projecting out of the eye. Like, yeah, it was like a Star, Star Wars rip. Help me, Absolutely. Obi-Wan Kenobi. <laughs> anyway, so this sets up Thanos going and getting a pin particle by capturing Nebula of 2019 – Traveling to the future, 
And, uh, yeah, it sets up for the big battle. Yeah, she pretty much, like, blows it all up. So with the six stones in hand, um, they create a glove, basically their own infinity gauntlet to uh, do everything. Um, Hulk isn't able to make it happen in time. Um, and so they're basically warring to basically snap people back into existence, but they're fighting over the gauntlet. Finally, um, uh, when all seems lost, um, there were some great battle sequences there, by the way. Yeah, it was uh, amazing. I think to top it all off, how did you feel about Captain America wielding Mjolnir? Oh, dude. With the return of Mjolnir. It was the best. Uh, I was geeking out. My wife had no idea what the hell was going on. Yeah. Uh, when he like summoned it and it went to his hand, I was like, dude, this is, I, I knew had chills. it. Yeah. I, I was like, chills. I knew it. Like uh, this has been something that's been foreshadowed since the second Avengers movie. Absolutely. Age of Ultron. And it's like the existential question, which is like, who really who is, is worthy, worthy yeah. to like wield such a thing? And, um, I think Thor spoke for everyone watching when he was like, I knew it, you know? And it was freaking dope. Like, yeah. I thought he was going to kill Thanos. Yeah. I thought it was going to be it, but he couldn't go down that easily. So he, yeah, they're fighting. Cap is basically just broken. He, his shield is literally like torn in two, but he still wants more. He's yeah. getting ready to face down Thanos when it all seems lost. And then all of a sudden. He always gets back up. People start appearing. Yeah. And. It's at this point that I think Tony had snapped his fingers. So it was, uh, it wasn't him that snapped it, right? I thought it was Hulk that snapped. Oh, so it. Hulk snapped to bring them back. Yeah. Um, and then that, and then Tony. Okay, yeah. So Hulk had snapped to bring him back. He can't wield anymore. Yeah. Um, but at this point, they now have another issue where they need to get rid of Thanos. Yeah. While also having these people back, so. Some great battle sequences there. A reunion between Tony Stark and Peter Parker, which... Very touching. ...was awesome. Um, a, uh, I thought the the scene with all the female superheroes was really cool. Like It was Valkyrie, cool. Valkyrie, Captain Marvel, um, everyone lining up and taking yeah. their shots at Thanos. That was pretty cool. And they're, what they're trying to do is deliver the Infinity Gauntlet to um, the time machine to take the Infinity Stones back so Thanos can't use it. Yeah. To at this point, instead of wiping out half the universe, he wants to start over anew. He wants to kill everybody. He wants to do a big bang. And He's like, my mistake was I left people. Yes. Yeah. So, ultimately, it comes down to Tony Stark figures out that he has to wield it. He's the only one that can do it. He does it, pays the ultimate price, sacrifices his life. He's done. Was that the perfect ending to Tony Stark's run as Iron Man? Yes, I think so. Um, because the whole, the whole plot of the like, the whole closing arc of Tony Stark at the end of the movie was: um, is it worth bringing back all these people if I lose the family that I have now? Mm-hmm. And the whole arc as a whole with Tony Stark is the whole like, um, what truly matters nowadays? And it's obvious that it's family, um, but Tony realizes that. It's everyone's family. Right. right? Um, so I think that was a really fitting end to the closing of this of this thing. Mm-hmm. Also, it's really dope because 
Tony was the first Avengers movie, you know, and um, he ends up being the last Avengers movie. Yeah. The, the hero of the last Avengers movie. Yeah. I thought it was really cool. Um, I think it shows where he came from, where he was just kind of a selfish billionaire that was just trying to make money, kind of doing seedy things, selling weapons of mass destructions to either side. Um, and I don't think this happens if he doesn't visit his dad in the 70s where he ultimately realizes, like, hey, you know what? If I don't sacrifice myself, my daughter does not have a future. Yeah. Um, and so he does it. And um, I was sad in the moment. But when ulti- when it goes to his funeral and – Oh, absolutely. I was crying like crazy. He's, like, talking to, like, his daughter. And, yeah. like, the message – the whole message was sad too, where like it's his monologue and yeah, he's like, you know, I feel like this might have been the end. I just wanted to tell you, like, I love you three thousand. I'm just like, oh my god, I'm like losing it. And then freaking when a. Happy's like, your dad liked cheeseburgers, and she's like, I love cheeseburgers, and I was just like, oh no, dude. For like, me, I'm not an emotional person. For me, it was if I even like shed a tear, like dude, that's like basically bawling for me. The part that was between him and the girl that, that brought tears for me was how he's like, I will buy you all the burgers in the world. Yeah, and it's true. Like if if you've ever had like someone whose mother died and there's nothing for you to say that could or do that could be better and they're like I'm hungry right you're like I will buy you every food ever you yeah know? and that's kind of what happened man good movie whoa good good movie it was great um I was really happy I saw it and I beat the deadline um well and we're not to the end yet oh. because what ends up happening is Cap has to go back to put all the Infinity Stones back, so then we yeah. don't have six different universes spawn off from it. Right. Um, and so, when he's supposed to be coming back, they say, hey, he'll be back in five seconds. He's not back in five never seconds. Never comes back. He never comes back. Ultimately, he comes back as an old man. Yeah. He's, what, 120 years old at that time? Something like that. Super old. ten years old. And he uses a pin particle to come back. That was another thing. People wondered how he returned. He had a pin particle to get to that point as an old person. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. I thought he just waited. No, the Russo brothers confirmed that. Why would he do that? Because he had to jump universes because his future changed. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. I'll have to think about that now. Yeah. But, um... Ultimately, he gets to go and live the life that he wanted to with uh, Peggy Carter. Mm-hmm. And um, it was something that he's talked about over the course of the 22 movie series that he wanted to. Um, he felt that he missed out on life and he didn't feel like he belonged in the future. Yeah. It was a good ending. I was happy for him. Like, I'm, he had to die somehow. Yeah. Pass the gauntlet to someone else. And, which I thought it was going to be Winter Soldier. I thought it was going to be Bucky, not Sam Wilson. Yeah. I th- it was going to be either of the two. I thought it was going to be Bucky for sure. Mm. Um, but i really happy with the choice to go yeah. with Sam Wilson. I'm excited for it. Yeah, it'll be cool. I think it brings a different aspect to the whole Captain America thing. Um, I haven't read the comics, so I don't know. Is he going to be called Captain America? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So that would be pretty dope for whatever Avengers spinoffs they come out with next. Um, Was this your favorite movie of the Marvel Cinematic Universe? I don't know. To give it some time to think about it. Um, My favorite movies tend to be like Thor Ragnarok-esque 
you know, Guardians of the Galaxy, more yeah. fun ones. But as a culmination of an entire series, I think it was great. So I'm happy with it for sure. Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a perfect swan song to send um, a handful of beloved characters off and kind of start things anew, refresh, and look toward the future. I'm excited for Phase 4. I'm excited for the new Spider-Man. And, um, yeah, I, it was worth the wait. It was worth the 10-year buildup that they had the payoff was awesome God, i can't believe it's been that long yeah like i really can't imagine there being more marvel movies without iron man making an appearance like it's gonna be crazy um to watch them in the future so mm-hmm. ah we'll see what happens maybe they'll do something different yeah i uh i don't know what they're gonna do but it's it is a comic book movie and in the comic books um no one stays dead forever that's true um and, you know, there's an infinite number of uh, spinoffs they can do and different directions they can go with. So we'll see what happens. But thanks for listening to Sports Beat After Hours. I am your host, Hemahe Mooley Jr., the other host here, Zachary Hicken. Thanks for staying up late with